Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! What are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Ulcer, burns, sprain, uh, scrape, trauma, wound. I'm just playing Wordle, but entering things that are wrong with me. <laughs> just using words trauma, from my body. It's a five-letter word only. Too many letters. Too many letters. Yeah. It doesn't matter, mate. It doesn't matter. This is the Luke and Pete Show. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, we just talk about nonsense for half an hour every Monday and Thursday. And, and we're happy with that. And, and you know what? Some of you are as well, unbelievably. Our listeners help us, don't they, with their emails? Our listeners help us. <laughs> if you haven't listened <laughs> to like Thursday's one... episode, it's about one of the emails just about a bloke getting stuck in a lift. Exactly. But did he get stuck in the lift with uh, Jay-Z? I did go on the Getty Images website to try and find pictures of uh, Jay-Z leaving or entering Capital Radio. Oh, how did you get on? Couldn't find a single one. What's that about then? Yeah. Has he never Uh, entered or left Capital Radio? Very bizarre. One thing that was actually very surprising about that incident, and if you haven't listened to that episode, it's on Thursday, Mm. the one's just gone. Um, The one thing that actually was surprising about that, and for those of you who, you know, are tragic enough to care about Capital Radio even now... (laughs) Um, you'll be surprised probably to hear there's an unmarked back entrance to Capital Radio where all the famous people used to come in and out of. Do you remember? Yeah. You could, go, you could use it yourself if you wanted to go the other way. And yeah. they would almost certain, all, you know, invariably go out and in through that door. But Jay-Z went out the front door in the middle of Leicester Square. It, it was why. probably because he wanted to be photographed or there was something to promote or something like that. But yeah. it was one of the only times I've seen that happen. I remember um, um, being in the back of where where the back door was. Um, someone set up for a feature, set up a um, this the, the the band really did actually. Um, they set up a big mechanical bull uh, and put oh, me on the Kings. back of it. Kings of Leon. No, 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 no. Well, no, it was much earlier than that. Um, the uh, I was on the back of this mechanical bull singing songs with the guitar um, for a radio feature. How long I'd be able to, how many uh, verses of, uh, I think it was, who was that little, he was from Essex. It was a little chubby boy. Um, 
and he was like, he had one song. <laughs> he had one song, uh, and it was like a guitar acoustic song, um, and it sounded a little bit like, it sounded a little bit like Badly Drawn Boy, but it wasn't Badly Drawn Boy. It was something boy, I think. Okay. Um, and uh, I've ju- I had it in my head, and now I've absolutely forgotten, <laughs> just as we got to the point where I had to remember it, so apologies for that. No, but what, but- what, what, what were you doing, and why? I was just, I, I don't know, I, I had to sort of sit on the back of this mechanical bull for some bloody reason, uh, sing a couple of verses of, of this fella's music, uh, and, and, and basically the, the, the bloke who was operating the mechanical bull would just randomly try and jerk me off, so to speak. So, uh, and then I would just sort of near enough, like, fall off. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the radio feature was for. I don't know, I don't think I was getting paid any extra for it. It was just, just the jips of a breakfast radio show assistant, I suppose. Yeah. And, yeah. and did, you, did you say your career's sort of improved since then <laughs> probably not probably not oh that's sad you must you must have um you must have some warm memories of that i remember once just being in the office at capital radio and, and looking over behind my shoulder because i heard someone speaking just mm. jerry springer jerry springer ah. jerry springer was just there i just i've got a story about him but i can't tell it on it <laughs> i was about to say he's he's probably been cancelled by now i would have thought nah. No, oh, he's, okay. he's too. He's too clever, and he didn't. He used to be the mayor of New York. Am I being stupid? He was. He had some kind of exalted position in politics, didn't he? Mayor of something. He's I think mayor he of... was governor of New York. No, it wasn't New York. Was it? I'm being stupid, but no. he doesn't seem like a Texas kind of guy. He seems Might more have been like Cincinnati, in... maybe. I think he's from Cincinnati, around there. Cincinnati, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just that was what was weird about working there because like, you go from living where we, where we're from, and then you move mm. to London, you get a job, and all of a sudden you're in an office, and Jerry Springer isn't there. It's just quite weird. <laughs> I know it sounds like a name uh, drop, but I'm not trying to do it in a name droppy yeah, way. I re- say- uh, yeah, it's but it's always like the the weird what the, the the crap ones that are the best because it's like I'm, I'm sat down and. Hard fi have asked to use one of the computers, and, it, <laughs> and, and they just sat checking their emails. But they're all huddled round, all three of them yeah. are kind of huddled round one it, computer. <laughs> I mean, they're probably probably doing data entry now. The way but, you're um, going, you'll be lucky to have a job working with computers. <laughs> but, they're just, but they're just all crowded around one computer next to me, and they're just tapping away, looking at their emails. Or one thing that is all like together, that, that they all had one was... big one email box like between them. That era was really fucking interesting, wasn't it? And because you know the main guy in Hard Five, for example, Richard Archer, I remember his yeah. name. He Great was eyebrows. like if, if, around kind. Of, yeah, he did have eyebrows. Around kind of whenever it would be when that record that he put out came out. Yeah. Um, what year would that be? Um, maybe I don't know, like two thousand five. Say around then. Mm-hmm. He, he is getting linked, literally, mate. He is getting linked with. Um, being in a relationship with Scarlett Johansson, right? You're right. Like, okay, yes, yes. Scarlett yes. Johansson in London, um, filming a movie. I think it was a Woody Allen movie. And mm. all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, Richard Richard Archer in a half hour. Now, I'm not saying it was true. It wasn't true or whatever. Fine. Mm. Great. But that's that's a pretty high watermark for someone's career if they're in the entertainment industry, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. Where is he now? <laughs> What's he, I, I'm not criticising him. I'm genuinely asking the question, what is he doing now? Well, I think he he had a band like a glam rock band. I want to say kind of like an electro glam rock band for a, for a while. I know he's he's frontman of that for, for for a couple of songs, but I don't think it really sort of took off. So I don't know. He's probably just in probably just works for a record company somewhere. I reckon because I know I will tell you that I'm fairly not good friends, but I, I I used to live near and see on the train every day and became friends with um, one of the guys from Towers of London. Have I told you that? Uh, maybe, maybe. He's a, and he's a TV producer now. He's doing all right. Yeah. He's having a good time. He's You're fine. Right. 
He's got normal nice hair. Yeah, you know, he's got he, normal he would, hair. You wouldn't know who he was now. Um, yeah. Nice fella, Patrick. Uh, but wait, it, Towers of London were a kind of band where everyone's like, Jesus fucking hell, have you seen what Towers of London had done? But they were just kind of like, they were like, they were kind of like, um, they were just like naughty YouTube boys, really, weren't they? Before it was a bit YouTube like boys. that. <laughs> it was a bit like that before YouTube was properly a thing, yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit. Um, <laughs> anyway, golden years, Pete. I'm sure you can agree. Golden um, years. Can I ask you something real quick? Have you, um, are you a man who um, partakes in the old Six Nations rugby? Uh, no, I, I don't understand it. Um, even <laughs> at World Cups, I pretend that I know what I'm, what's happening, and I don't really. It's all just, it's all just noise to me. To be honest, it really does pass me by very easily. I because I think that people who are into rugby or profess to be into rugby, yeah, I don't have confidence that they even know the rules. <laughs> you reckon? Because you know me, I'm a bit of a stickler. Was... I'm a bit of a stickler for that kind of stuff, aren't I? Yeah, and and I don't. Rec- I reckon a lot of rug- quote rugby fans don't really know what's happening. As in, like what like when they suddenly do like a, a, a line out and and then the, the, the referee. I mean, the referee knows what what's going on, and he basically because they they're mic'd up, aren't they? So they they basically tell us what's going on half the time. What what they're not going to stand for, what they're going to stand for. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like it, don't like how I'm <laughs> refereeing the game. Go and play soccer, okay? Go and play soccer. (laughs) Pete, um, explain to our American listeners what rugby is. Just give them like a couple of sentences on how you would describe it to them. It's uh, it's, it's NFL, but without the halftime shows and the veterans. (laughs) (laughs) No, they love the veterans. Rugby love the veterans, don't they? Do they? I don't know. I think there's a very military tradition, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing, isn't it? Yeah, all right. All right okay, okay, well... Um, no no armour. No padding. No armour, no padding. Yeah. Le- Legion of Doom before they were Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, you know, there's a um, there's a movement to stop um, England fans singing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Do you know that? Uh, no. Because it's a, um, it's a slave spiritual. Oh, is it? Right, yeah, I see. Yeah, sung by um, slaves on the plantation and stuff. And, um, well, I'm sure the I'm sure the fans will be like um, I'm sure the fans will, uh, will will probably just agree with this and and sort of um, go on the merry way and, and never do it again. Oh, because well, yeah, be... rugby fans are always really decent, aren't they? Not yeah, like yeah really they'll, they'll, fans, they'll probably they? won't. They probably yeah. they'll probably understand um, why it's being said, why it's being changed, yeah. and and, uh, and and just get on with it. But the uh, only yeah. difference <laughs> between those kind of rugby fans and those kind of football fans, there's three differences, right? One. The accent. Two, right. they drink Guinness instead of lager. And three, they have their collars turned up. That's the only difference. Sh- jeans and shoes? Oh, big time. Like, yeah. I mean... Okay, so you yeah. can extrapolate the collar point out to fashion generally. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A pair of, like, boot-cut blue jeans with, like, a pair of, like, loafers. Yeah. Massive, That's the look, right? Massive vibe. Pink shirt, upturned yeah. collar. Beautiful. Tucked in. <laughs> yes, beautiful. That, when I worked at, when I worked at um, Betfair... Back in the day, there was a kind of internal rule I had with myself, which was because um, you know me, I would I would just basically just I would just try and get away with whatever I get away with, right? Mm. Um, which you know isn't a great way to be, but I wanted to be doing my own thing, which is what we're doing now, which is great, <laughs> but it's fine. But anyway, the little internal rule I had was that if the person who was telling me to do something had his shirt tucked in, <laughs> he was probably important enough for it to get me in trouble if I didn't do it. Right? Okay, if they yeah, didn't, yeah. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Right, that's nice. And that's it kind of nice... stood me in good stead. I never got in trouble. 
Yeah, that's not bad actually. Yeah, that's a good point. People when it gets to a certain level in. of management, they'll tuck their shirt in. You see, right? I they won't wear shirt suits in, and stuff now because it's too kind of. Oh no, I'm, I'm like one of you guys, you know. Right, and they just so they just wear shirts because I because I hmm. I've recently gone and bought a load of shirts because none of my shirts fit me because I'm a fat person now. Yeah, and uh, and and oh, I'm loving I'm loving life to be honest. It's brilliant. I'm having a yeah. great time. Less to worry about. You basically, listen, mate, listen, and I think everyone about. of a certain age listening will, will, will recognise this. Uh, I know this is going to become like uh, almost like fuelled with a certain amount of pejorative um, feeling, but don't. Yeah. don't. Don't take it that way. You've given up. I've given, I and, have given yeah. up. And, and, and that can be liberating. Like yeah, absolutely liberating, yeah. So imagine, <laughs> Pete, so you've, you've tapped into it. You've, you've, you've touched a nerve there. You've tapped into something. And I'll, I'll just present this to you in return. Imagine um, working really, really hard and getting to a stage where you can actually afford to do some quite nice things, right? And we yeah. and we've got to that stage. You know, don't need to go into detail, but that's happened. So what I thought I'd do was I thought I'm going to go and have a couple of suits made, right? <laughs> okay. Have a couple of suits made. It'll be a nice thing. They'll last forever. It's a really great investment in myself. If I need to go to a nice meeting or go to a wedding, I'll look nice. It'll be great. It'll make me feel good. Um, ask me how many times I've been able to wear any of the suits I've had made. Oh, because I give you a clue now. With one of them, it's fucking none, (laughs) because COVID (laughs) happened, and now I'm fucking fatter than I've ever been. Well, oh right, okay. So, what is it? A three-piece suit? Because I mean, obviously, with the vest, with the waistcoat, I mean, there's just no chance with those. I've I've given up ever wearing a a waistcoat ever. What part of you looks at someone of my physical profile and thinks that man's going to wear a waistcoat? That's going to wear a three-piece suit. A waistcoat is for people who could dress like you dress, like who's slim and. Double-breasted nowadays. I've got a double-breasted suit, though. which is great yeah. for a big, big unit because it looks really good. Double-breasted. Uh, it's a double. I, I like a double-breasted waistcoat with a single-breasted suit. I think I like. I like that look. The, the but, problem is, Pete. I'm also now almost a double-breasted man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not really awful lot I can do. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? I, I, again, I, I, but I, I don't know. I mean, if I am seriously ill with my stomach, I mean, I'm probably going to lose to lose some weight. So probably probably be able to pick up those suits once again one on the way up one on the way down yeah Lovely. Love it. Had, and they do build in when they make you a suit they do build in a certain amount of room yeah so i've also been to the tailor and said and i've had the old um don't worry about it sir happens to the best of us sir don't be silly sir that's what it's there for <laughs> sir just let this out fucking three inches so you can put the, it on the no. um the uh, but i bought one from <clears throat> my only savile raw suit uh uh one one um kind of making up uh, suit um they made me the waistcoat and they fucked it and and so like it wasn't tall enough on the front because obviously like the back is a different um fiber a different material to the front um and so they moved so they instead of um instead of remaking when i got the um when i got the, the the fitting instead of remaking the whole thing they just basically extended the back felt to the front so it looks like the the, the waistcoat starts around my nipple <laughs> it's so shit it was if so if I shit. saw you wearing that I would think he's chosen to do that it's, it's just absolutely mental it's, absolutely it's, mad I, can I just say and I wasn't there when this happened but I know the company you're talking about and I know the owner and he's always been great mm. to me and I think he's got a great reputation now I'm not saying <laughs> he hasn't made a mistake or something's not gone something's gone wrong or whatever but I think that the person you are exacerbates that because I bet you just didn't say anything didn't say anything. Like exactly. Bad, See, how are they like, going to know if you don't tell them? It's like a bad haircut. 
<laughs> well, bad haircut is tough because you, you, yeah. it's difficult to sit there and say, you've fucked my hair up and there's no remedy for this. No one's going to say that. <laughs> the waistcoat, it's like, fine, sorry about that. We'll just get another one for you. They, they, after a bad haircut, you just go, they sort of go, um, can, I, can I put some gel in? You go, yeah, fine. I mean, I've got to go home and just wash my hair anyway because yeah. this is a fucking disaster. <laughs> What's the worst haircut you've had? Remember we had this conversation where you said you wouldn't complain about the price unless it was over 200 quid. Yeah, I've I've, I've kind of changed my uh, changed my policies. Oh, you've grown a pair now, have you? Grown a pair. What's the worst haircut you've ever had? Um, I think I went into um, in the late nineties and asked for a um, a Freddie Youngberg. Um, That was astonishingly bad. bad. (laughs) I mean, I mean. The, the the general effect was uh, was poor. It was absolutely poor. Did you get Did you get it dyed as well? <laughs> Didn't get it dyed. No, no, no. But it, but that we have the same widow's peak. So the hair, if if nothing else, looked slightly similar. But it didn't look good on me because I'm I'm not a handsome model. <laughs> um, when I, I've, I'm not going to name the person because I know them um, personally, and I think it would be fair. And this was years ago, and they're still in the in the trade. So I'm sure they're doing a great job now. But mm. someone cut my hair once who was quite newly qualified. And they came to the house. I was living with my parents at the time. They did it. And uh, it was a disaster. Um, <laughs> and I kind of styled it out. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. They're great. No worries. And then um, I just basically wore a hat for the rest of the day. And But as soon as they left my house, I called up the local salon and got booked in for the next day and got it sorted. Uh, <laughs> so it happens to the best of us, mate. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find a, um, uh, trying to find a blooming uh, uh, a tweet from uh, Matt Gav because he, he basically was, was saying the, uh, was saying that he'll happily just go into a uh, a barber's and like point with a picture of like Ryan Gosling and go one of them, please. <laughs> like, That's like, mad. That's, what is it, mad there's, a, there's a thing about Ryan Gosling that people and boys on the internet get really obsessed with. Do you remember when everyone? There was that phenomenon of everyone dressing like his character in the film Drive. Yes, I remember the jackets. The jackets absolutely popular, yeah. fucking terrible. So tragic. <laughs> Here we go, Gav Murphy. Uh, my superpower is being able to show my barber the wildest reference photos without being embarrassed. I'll take in pictures of Clooney, Jackman, Tom Hardy, and with a straight face, be like, "Aye, that's right." Better get chopper because that's how I want to look when I get here. Get out of here. <laughs> but I think Gav Murphy is. I know him, and he's a quite a handsome fella. He is quite. He's got. He's got. He's. Uh, he's. He's got a beautiful beard and great hair. He's Very got a strong, great look. He's strong got, hair. Um, strong looks. He looks like he's got. From based. This is purely based on his social media. He's got a lovely marriage. He's got a lovely little dog. Uh, Cracking little he three-legged looks great. fella, Coco. Yeah, beautiful, so beautiful little. I think he can pull lass. that off. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna support him on that. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's have a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna do some emails. We've got an, a great animal attack story, which we asked for a couple of weeks back. And we've got some other bits and pieces as well. So that's something to look forward to. Don't go anywhere. After the break, we'll uh, come back and do some of your emails. Lovely. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you 
about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening Sorry. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. And we're back with the Luke and Pete show. Uh, Luke, before we go to the emails, did you see um, the, the singer-songwriter Sam Fender um, leaving um, a taxi in, uh, in, in North Shields no. uh, to walk into a pub? Uh, absolutely le- leathered. Um, uh, but the first thing he does when he walks out is um, he's got a Brit Award in his hand and he smashes it into a big piñata of Boris Johnson. <laughs> That's classic. It's a good, it's a good so look. Funny. It's a good move. He's a good lad. He sound, uh, the only thing I know about him is that um, he sounds a bit like Bruce Springsteen and a few of my friends think he's rubbish. I think he's good because he sounds like Bruce Springsteen uh, and I think he's uh, he's solid because he, uh, you know, wasn't rich like every other fucking singer-songwriter. There's a big phenomenon now of, um, of kind of singer-songwriters who are just normal, right? Yeah. Like Ed but, Sheeran, but... Lewis Capaldi... Jerry yeah, Cinnamon. but I mean, but I think I think with like your Sheerans and your Tom O'Dells and stuff, you know, the George Ezra's and stuff, like they seem like they they probably could have survived, um, like you know, they, they could kind of afford to have a music career. And I think with Sam Fender, um, he, you know, last time I interviewed him, um, he said that you know the only reason why he's got a career is because his manager uh, or the person who took a chance on him is a person who made a load of money off another artist. And and if that manager didn't have that money, he wouldn't have had the money to um, support Sam in his musical endeavours. So uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it is a different world, I think, when you've... Oh, no, when I you're think not, Ezra and Odell are both quite middle class. Yeah, yeah. If you'll forgive me, that's why I didn't name, name them. Oh, right, okay, fine. <laughs> I, named, I named ones that I thought seemed quite normal. Sheeran's quite a normal kind of... Uh... Anyway, look, maybe middle class is normal these days. Maybe I'm middle class, who cares? Um, yeah, that's great stuff from um, from old Fender. Fender. Good lad. Yeah. Um, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address. This is the portion of the show we do start to read through a couple of your emails. Pete, there's an email here from our pal um, Matt about mm-hmm. um, an animal attack. I think you should read it because, you know what, I bloody enjoyed the way you read the last email we did on this. Oh, Thursday. thanks, mate. I yeah. mean, it does, it, looking at it, it does mean I've got to say the word droitwitch. Is it droitwitch? Is well, that how you pronounce it. that? Is that how you pronounce that? That's amazing. I so, yeah. 
I just don't really know what that is. Anyway, uh, Matt, uh, prior to moving to Australia, I used to live in the small town of Droitwich Spa, Worcestershire. He just told me where it is. Uh, where me yeah. and my friends spent most of our misspent youth getting up to the usual crap you would expect in a small mundane town such as Droitwich. Uh, back in around 2002, I'd uh, just returned from a holiday with my parents and went out to meet some of my friends late at night to hang out and more than likely smoke some weed. Uh, we no, were okay. casually sat on a bench on the outskirts of our local park when a rambling man and his dog came one up to us. As we were about to dismiss him and walk off, he proceeds to tell us with a shaky voice not to go into the park. Questioning why this is, the now quite visibly shaken up man tells us that he's just had a fight off a big black cat that had just attacked his dog. Now, huh. this is not something you'd expect to hear someone say in England, but it was at this point that the man flips over his hand and shows us a deep cut from one side of his palm to the other. He then turned to his dog and showed us a massive wound on its back, roughly around 8 to 10 centimetres in length, where this mystery animal had gone for his dog. After a short while, the man wanders off. It was about this point that we thought the best thing to do in the situation was to be go on a Jumanji-style hunt and find this animal, because, quite frankly, what the fuck else is there to do in this town? <laughs> <laughs> I ran one street around to my parents' house, grabbed a massive torch, around uh, 100,000 lumens, and went back to my friends. Uh, we set off across the park, each with a large panther defending stick in our hands. Within 200 me- 250 metres uh, or so, we bumped into another group of our friends who said that they heard a loud scream from within the park, presumably the man who was attacked. We relayed what we just uh, just happened to our friends, which piqued their interest. Suddenly, we were seven lads versus one black mystery cat. We moved on until we reached an area uh, that is quite dense with trees, not far from where the man had said he was attacked. It was then that we uh, started hearing loud rustling coming from an area in front of us, suddenly facing up to the reality that a panther could probably do a lot more damage to us than we could do <laughs> to them uh, with some large sticks. We collectively agreed that this was a really fucking stupid idea and pegged it off into the op- opposite direction. Now, this all may sound slightly far-fetched, but panther sightings seem to be quite a common occurrence around the Worcester, um, Kidderminster area. I have attached some links to news articles detailing stories and sightings for you to check out now there are always big cats um located spotted on heaths uh, the length and breadth of the country and it's never true is it (laughs) well i I don't know first of all great email it's got so many boxes beautifully written it's got a hand injury in it pete you asked for hand injury emails recently yeah Um, it's got um the town of droitwich spa which is where rick mail grew up yep the possibility that uh the man had been doing some cottaging and it had gone wrong true it's got an email from our list, our friend Matt, who claims to have a torch, which is a hundred thousand lumens, which I personally find quite hard to believe because those torches that are like the brightest ones you can get, they shine <laughs> for like a kilometre and they cost about a grand. So I'd love to see evidence of that because that would be one impressive torch. Yeah, um, you'd probably blind a panther with that. Um, perhaps <laughs> that's what you're going to try and do. I don't know. Um, but on the on the big cats thing, I don't know. I was in I was in Exmoor a while back, as you know, and it felt weird around there. You'd be out there even during the day, and it felt weird. I don't know why. I can't really explain it. And there are so many sightings of these things, and there yeah. are so many instances of of like, um, you know, little. So I'll tell you a good example. Up in Scotland, you know, you know the broadcaster Kirsty Young used to do Desert Island Discs. Yes, she is in the news um, at the moment because she's trying to develop a um, island in the middle of Loch Lomond, right? Mm. This is where I'm going. Bear with me, I'm going somewhere with this. And it's, it's caused a lot of controversy because the certain stuff they want to do is, um, is um, you know, quite controversial environmentally. She, they're claiming that, you know, I've got to be completely even-handed about this because I don't know the detail. They're claiming that it'd actually be very good for the environment. Some other people, like the Woodland Trust, are saying it wouldn't be. There's different species of trees. But there's also a settlement of wallabies there, 
right? Okay, right. Now, wallabies are not native to fucking Loch Lomond, but they got there somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. Perhaps they were reintroduced there. I don't know. Or perhaps they escaped from a zoo. The point being, you have things like wild hogs in the UK. You have beavers up in Scotland. You have these, and sometimes they're reintroduced. Sometimes they escape from zoos. There are parakeets mm. all over London because they escaped from a zoo back in the 60s. There could feasibly be big felines in certain isolated parts of the UK for that reason. So I don't think you can completely rule it out, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you remember that one in Essex where there was like a big manhunt or a big lion hunt and it turned out to be a massive stuffed lion somewhere left in the field? Right, okay. Yeah, I sort of, sort of kind of remember that. A that little was like bit. a weird story back when the world wasn't quite so fucking crap. <laughs> Those stories were just a little bit of fun, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, so I wouldn't yeah. rule it out, actually. I wouldn't rule out a, a black panther or, or any type of big cat being, um, you know, on the loose in, in the beautiful town of Droitwich Spa in Worcestershire. Who knows? Oh, it's, it, it, it stole my watch. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that might be so different. What, what, would, you, would you be happy to go in those woods after dark in, in that situation after a man had come to you with a big cut on his hand and said, fucking hell, there's a massive panther? <laughs> you wouldn't. You'd shit your fucking pants. Yeah, no, there's no way I would do that. I'd be You'd like, arm I'm yourself with Sam you Fender's that. Brit Award. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd just take, I'd just sell a tape a load of knives to my dog and just send that in. <laughs> they try and attack that. It's got a kitchen the devil tape to its head. The not going to hold on the fur, is it? Like Robot Wars. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine you went in Robot Wars, and um, <laughs> it's just a dog. It's just you. <laughs> it's just and what's your dog. what's your robot called? Buckley. Dog. And then the voiceover goes. <laughs> Buckley, and it's just your your border terrier with yeah. knives on its paws. Well, it's got like um, well, I mean, he, he gets ever so cranky when we're eating. So I reckon, it, I reckon he'd probably take on. Um, I'm trying to think the names of Matilda. the robots. Matilda, the house so robot. Kill a lot. So kill a lot. <laughs> well, he's got a little. He's got a little um, coat. He's got like a little red uh, parka that I put on every now and again when it gets cold because he's, he's getting on a bit and and uh, he, he needs he needs all the warmth. Um, and he's got a little coat, but sometimes the prestige will uh, detach, and it'll kind of like the the hood will go over the front of his eyes, like um, Kenny from uh, from South, South Park. Park yeah. And he'll just walk into a wall. I'm like, oh mate, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you reckon you can take, he can't take on a robot on Robot Wars? I don't think he'd be able to take on a robot on Robot Wars. Maybe in his younger younger days, maybe. But you I don't you know. see, um, I've seen, um, I don't know, it must be in South Africa or something, where like a little dog, <laughs> uh, it must be on a reservation or whatever, a little dog's yeah. like really going for like a, a couple of lions, and the lions are absolutely <laughs> shitting themselves. I don't think they know what's happening. And they're lazy <laughs> during the day lions, aren't they? So they probably just don't want any aggro. And this yeah. dog is like screaming at and barking, showing his teeth, like growling, and the lion's just backing off. So, it can surprise you the old animal world. Like one of my cats, um, they took my cats basically spend quite a lot of their time outside chasing a, as a family of squirrels that live in the, in the garden, mm. and they spend quite a lot of their time chasing them. And I don't think I, I think right. I mentioned this to you before, but I never did it on the show, and they never catch them because squirrels are like five times faster than cats, even though cats are quick. Yeah, and once they manage to corner a squirrel between them, right down the bottom <laughs> of the garden, and it was like. I don't know, it was like they had dreamed of something happening for so long that when it actually happened, they didn't really know what to do. And yeah. one of them got close to the squirrel. The squirrel kind of reared up on its back feet or whatever and kind of showed some kind of aggression. And they both just fucking legged it into the house. And I was like, <laughs> this has been going on for two years, fellas. What's going on? What, are you, what yeah. are you doing? Like, I don't understand what Very you're doing. Um, and then Kurt Zuma came. No, he didn't. Um, 
<laughs> so anyway, that's it. Let's get out of here, Pete. That's that's enough for today. Uh, we'll yeah. be back. We'll come back on Thursday for some more chat. Um, we've got to do some hand injury emails because there's so many been sent in and you asked for them. We've yes. got to do some batteries as well. Um, we've got a few hand injury special. I think I think a couple of the, a couple of the hand injury ones are a little bit. You know, listen to that under advice. So if you're a bit squeamish, you may not want them. Um, but anyway, we'll get through them if we can. Um, have a great week, Pete. Have you got anything else to say? No, I'd like to leave, please, and I think everyone else would like me to leave as All well. All right, I'm going. That's, I'm not going to say All anything right. else. Ta-ta. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>